Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Now That We're a Family podcast. Today, Katie and I are going to be discussing some wins from our recent past, most notably this past week. And this is an exercise that Katie have done, Katie and myself have done, myself and Katie. It's an exercise that we've done together really since the time that we are married. I think this is something that Katie learned from her parents and we've really enjoyed implementing it into our marriage. And I hope it's enjoyable. I hope it's informative. Maybe it's even encouraging. And maybe you can even use this same exercise in your own marriage or some other part of your life to bring more uh, growth or whatever. Just You can just use it in your marriage for however, for whatever reason you see fit. Or you, or you don't use it. Either Those are your two options. You can use it or you cannot use it. That said, we're going to get today's episode going. Hey, I'm Elisha Votberg. And I'm his wife, Katie. Katie and I both grew up in families that were fun, impactful, and relationship rich. Now that we're a family of our own with three young children under the age of three, we're eager to see what God can do through the family unit. We're so excited that you're joining us on this podcast as we dive into what the Bible says about marriage, children, parenting, money, sex, careers, roles, and so much more. Katie, are you ready? Let's go. like a powder room going on in the basement right now but not what you but not like a traditional powder room (laughs) no no not traditional at all we were hoping to have the office downstairs okay first off when we moved in here I was thinking I think Elisha and I were both thinking okay the office will probably be the last thing we put time and effort and money into Hmm. it's a nice little carpeted hole Elisha can go down there and do what he needs to do for work And we have ended up stripping that whole thing, taking the carpet out, taking all the trim out, repainting the doors, repainting everything. Yeah, our hand was kind of forced with that one because the carpet in that room stunk really bad and it was smelling up the whole house. Yeah, the whole downstairs was smelling like dog and cat urine. So when we first came in to like check on the house after we bought it, it smelled like chemicals because the previous owners we'd asked to have, well, we'd asked them to clean the carpet because right. we knew they had animals in the house. So they yeah. did that. And so we're like, okay, it smells like chemicals. We'll just air out the house. Well, as the chemicals faded away, <laughs> the urine smell came out. Yeah. And so, yeah, we basically ended up just gutting that whole entire room and it's looking good, but we hope to finish t- w- when tonight. Yeah. Yeah. Tonight. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. Tonight. Katie, okay. And this has really been Katie's like brainchild, the whole renovation of this room. It's definitely been a team effort though. I don't know. I feel like you've done much more than I've done. I've done a little to contribute. And I've done the fun parts. Like I get to go down there and Elisha's, Elisha's really facilitated it. He's let me like go to Home Depot and Lowe's. He's helped take the kids. He's helped carry stuff down there for me. Like you've been the like behind the scenes man of the project well th- this that actually came from there being kind of a breakthrough this week and that was me re- oh yeah wait are we, are we supposed to talk about that yet oh, are you gonna save it for later 
Well, yeah. I guess I just wanted to say first that the room's so powdery because I need to tie this in real quick okay, before yeah, we ahead. move on. Not that anyone cares at this point because we're four minutes into this podcast, but it's so powdery because I've been cutting all the trim down there and none of it's straight cuts. Like everything's a 45 degree angle or a 30 degree angle and it's kind of a mess. I'm going to use a lot of, what do you call that stuff? It's not grout. It's like white filler goop, you know? It like seals cracks in wood. Caulking? Yeah, caulking. Nice. <laughs> That's what it is. Okay. I'm going to use a lot of caulking to uh, make it all flow down there, nice. I think. But anyways, yeah, it's just like so powdery. I have like powder all over me, but we're almost done. Yeah, and and the reason why I think it's going to be fun is we're going to record our podcast with video, potentially. Yeah, we're turning it into actually, I think, a pretty sweet studio. Yeah, this. we'll see if it all turns out, but it looks pretty cool right now. Yeah, the goal is to be able to set it up so that we could do not only record this podcast, not only record the audio down there, but start doing video as well. Yeah. yeah so that'd be fun. So anyways, that's cool. But yeah, that was one of your breakthroughs. Do you, you just want to jump in? We're yeah. So today, Katie and I wanted to share with you folks some of the wins that we've had from this past week. And it's funny, when I first started dating Katie, uh, I, I don't, see, I don't even know how to say this because... I love and respect Katie's family so much, and so I don't ever want to port them, paint them in a poor light. Elisha's prefaces always make me like so. I don't know what it is. Like it's when someone comes up and is like, "Don't be offended," but and then they see something <laughs> offensive. It's like, yeah. thanks. Like I don't want to paint you in a poor light, but this is really weird about your family. Well, I guess I'll say this: the way I perceived your family six years ago when we first started dating is not how they really are. But the is that is that fair? Oh yeah, you could say whatever you want about uh, my family. And something that I, know I, I always thought was uh, I, I just didn't think was genuine, or I thought was a r- rather fabricated, was their emphasis on having a positive focus. And whether we were playing sports, whether we were playing music, or just in a conversation, there there always was like a positive takeaway, or there was a a po- there was a real encouragement for it to end in a positive way. And like, maybe you didn't think we were being real. Kind yeah, of. that's definitely how I viewed it. And uh, that said, it was genuine and it still is genuine to this day. And I've learned a great deal from those mindsets. And in fact, I've learned some tools and I think we're going to share, but that's what we're going to share today. It was funny, Katie. Do you remember one of the first things when we were dating? One of my, one of my biggest concerns, it was, it was around this subject. I was afraid you were just going to be a Pollyanna every time yeah, I was down anytime anything came up and I mean that is something I have to be sensitive to and sometimes if someone's feeling bummed out to just let them be bummed out and not try to fix the situation or come up with a solution or tell them why it's actually not so bad mm. you know yeah because sometimes I just want to be heard and justified when I'm bummed out and right. you do a good job of that for me and I think I was just I do always see what's positive in the situation. Mm-hmm. And so Elisha would tell me, you know, something that was kind of a bummer in his life. And I'd be like, well, the cool thing is, is that, you know, yeah. X, Y, and Z. And he's like, okay, that's great. But this part stinks. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, let me have uh, my moment of mourning. Yeah. yeah. But you've gotten uh very positive. So I think we've, 
helped each other and hopefully we'll continue to do that. Yeah. So something that we learned from Katie's parents is having a positive focus. Yeah. So this is actually a business tool that my dad started applying in his company like 10 years ago. And on Saturday mornings, I think the whole team, like the office team would sit around and they do their positive focus. And it just was a way to start off the week positively because it's really easy to come and do a week on Monday. Monday. They do it Monday mornings come into a week and think of all the things you didn't get done last week. Mm. And this is again in a work environment, but I'm sure you guys can relate to this. You think, okay, well I didn't do this. I didn't do this. It's our brains jump to what's negative, what Mm. went wrong. And the week would just start off on a real downer. So when people came, I think they had to do two positive focus. They had to do a personal positive focus like something in their family life that happened well or personally and then something business-wise that happened well and then they would share their three crucials or the three things they were committed to getting done that week Hmm. and I just really love that they wouldn't come on Monday and say oh well I didn't do two of my crucials that I committed to last week they just would start off positively and then recommit to whatever they needed to get done. And so my dad took that into our home, like almost everything he did with his team at work. And we would, around the breakfast table, say what went well personally. And then I forget what we did instead of business. Mm -hmm. It was like family. I think we would say something that we saw someone else doing well in the family. Okay, that's fun. And that's kind of how we did it. That's cool. Yeah, and this has actually been really helpful for you and me recently Katie because I feel like our we've got such a running and growing checklist and chore list of things to get done here in our new home and Mm -hmm. in our new town it would be so easy to not actually be grateful and celebrate the stuff that we have accomplished here if we didn't take the time to really look at what we've gotten done thus far because the work list, like I said, is growing. And so if you're always looking to what needs to be done or what you failed to accomplish in a certain time frame, uh, then you'll just dwell on that. Yeah, then you end up in the gap. Yeah, that's right. That's a whole other <laughs> topic. Whole other topic. <laughs> Don't want to end up in the gap. No, it's true. It's almost sometimes it feels like you do one thing, you get it done. This is kind of how I feel with the office downstairs. And it's like you pull a thread and like three more unravel. And you're like, oh, <laughs> great. Like I didn't even know those problems existed till right. I did this thing. And then you take care of those three problems. And now you've got six problems. Uh, but that's just kind of how life is. And it has been a real joy to be able to have the uh, just the space and the energy and the logistics to be able to kind of buckle down and do what we need to do. Yes. Uh, so do you want to start with a with a win? Well, why don't you start with I'll a start. win? I'll start. Okay, so my I'll, I'll share a personal win from the past couple of weeks, and that has been me being able to get on a consistent schedule of getting in God's Word and exercising my body. I've found that if I do those two things, then the rest of the day and for the, for like all intents and purposes kind of takes care of itself. Mm-hmm. And even though that exercising my body is not as important as my marriage or my children or even, you know, providing financially, it's crazy how exercising my body enhances those areas of my life and puts me in a mental and a physical place that I feel like is able to pour into my marriage and pour into my children or pour into providing money for our family. And so when I, when life 
gets complicated or potentially overwhelming and there's many things that need to get done, which is kind of how it's been the last couple of weeks with the move. Yeah, and for sure. So many things hanging over our head here. I try to just simplify it and say, okay, if I can wake up and exercise and get in the word, then the other things will fall into place and I'll be able to take care of those things as they come. And so I haven't done that for much of our marriage, but I've, I have done that the last couple of weeks and I find that to be a huge win in my personal life. Yeah, I would say you've, well, for as long as we've been married, I think you've been pretty consistent at working out, but you've kind of upped the ante here at at the house. Elisha's the school. Could I tell him your goal? Sure. So he wants to run 30 miles on his 30th birthday, which is coming up yeah. October 9th, and that's kind of a big deal. He's never run a marathon, but... The past couple weekends, he's just gone out and run 10 miles or 11 miles, and it's kind of crazy. That's I'm funny like, are you serious? I didn't even think it was that ambitious of a goal when I said it. It just sounded good. I was like, okay, I'm turning 30. I'll, I'll run 30 miles, whatever. It's just kind of, it made sense. But it, I have, I hadn't, I had stopped running for a while. I love running, but I hadn't been running very much for about four or five months and last week when I went out for a 10-mile run and I got done with it, I was like, you know what? This is this is actually going to be much harder than than I think I anticipated. I know. I feel like you need to, like, pick a marathon date around that time because you all have trained and be, like, ready and well, you can do a race. Yeah, but it's not going to be very fast. I, I think that if I can just keep okay. running for the 30 miles, then I'll be happy. Elisha's fast is, like, everyone else's dream speed. Relisha's slow as everyone else is fast. <laughs> it's I true. I don't know if that's that's true or not. Uh, but I am excited to continue running. <laughs> okay. So a big one for me, I'll kind of steal the one you were going to say at the beginning of the podcast. Okay. Is Elisha and I, I don't know if we've talked about this before or not, but projects, home decor, uh, just stuff like that have been a real tension spot in our marriage. Yeah. It went away in the trailer because yeah. we had nothing to decorate and we had no projects. But I knew, we both knew that coming into our next home, that was going to be an impending discussion. Mm-hmm. And I think it is, it's like a bunch of things. One thing that would really rub me wrong is I love doing that stuff. But it does cost a lot of money, so I understood that. Well, it costs however much you want to put into it, honestly. But it can get expensive, yeah. especially the more square footage you have. And so it's like, okay, some things are worth it, some things aren't. You kind of have to figure that out as a couple. But what would kill me is we would go over to other people's houses, and we would leave the house, and Elisha would say, wow, Katie, I just feel like so-and-so did such a good job decorating their home. It's so cozy and warm, and I really love to be there. And I'm like, okay, that's great, but you, like, stress out when I try to do that to our home. (laughs) So I was like, either you don't tell me you appreciate it or let me do it to our house. Yeah, that's it wasn't very – I haven't been very fair in my – mindset towards this because I certainly appreciate a house that's well done you know that's decorated well or that's just set up in a way that's I don't know like you said cozy or creative or I like I definitely feel the difference 
when I'm in a home that's well, I don't know what you call it, like well designed or well set up. Yeah, I don't know exactly what the word is either, but you know what it is. Like you go into a home and you just feel whatever you're supposed to feel in that space. Right, exactly. Maybe in the dining room you're inspired to eat, in the kitchen you're inspired to cook, in right. the office you're inspired to be creative. Yeah, exactly. In the bedroom you're inspired. <laughs> okay, so. Holy smokes, Katie. <laughs> Okay, so I'm just saying different rooms have different purposes, and when a room fits that purpose really well, it makes you feel so at ease and so at home and so comfortable. Yes, and I would notice this at other people's houses, but then I would get all uptight if you wanted to spend money to do that for our own spaces. And to my defense, up until this home, we've been renters, and I did have a... I was always in such a temporary mindset in our rentals that the idea of spending money like on paint or on, you know, refinishing whatever floors or whatever it was that you would want to do. I never wanted to refinish <laughs> floors. That's you, so traumatic. You painted everything so much. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I did overpaint it, probably for a rental. And that, for whatever reason, I could not get on board with that. I was like, okay, well, we don't own this. We're adding value to this home. Like we're that we don't, that's not ours. Our first home though, we rented for three years yeah. and we painted every inch of that thing by the time we left. And you were supportive of the last couple of rooms that I painted. Yeah. Well, that's you the, me. that's the catch. And that's why it's just so unfair is because every time Katie just goes, goes ahead and does something never like against my will or behind my back, but like if she just initiates something and does it, I'm always stoked. I'm like, Oh my word, that was such a good idea. This is that <laughs> increased the value of this so much. Yeah. yeah. So that said, I guess moving into this home, Elisha and I talked about it. He doesn't he doesn't enjoy the projects. And I think that's part of it, too, is he always felt the pressure to like, I'm the guy, so I should be the one to hang the pictures kind of thing. Like I do the honey do list. Mm. And that's actually really fun for me to do. And so it was I guess I didn't need his help in mm. the fact that, like, yeah, I would love if he helped. But not from a, like, help standpoint. It would just be, like, fun for me. It'd be like, oh, it's like a date now. Right. But as it is, either way, it's a hobby. Yeah. And I think you probably felt, like, some pressure, some guilt if I was doing something like, well, maybe, like, like it was your problem now. Yeah, exactly. Whenever you'd bring up the idea of a project, I wouldn't just think of the monetary aspect of it. I always assumed, like, it was a request to have me do the project. And I've never been confident in my project skills and my home renovation skills. Uh, but that said, I would want to be willing and I'd want to be available and, and, you know, willing to do it with you. But I never realized that you just wanted to do it, even if it was by yourself, like you just like doing the projects. Yeah. Sometimes it's really fun to just do by myself. So anyways, I think we kind of came to that. This is like so long winded, but we came to that conclusion. It was a big deal for us. The fact that we've agreed on furniture here, Mm -hmm. we've agreed on a budget to spend on the home, which has been really helpful. And then I'm kind of able to spend that however I best see fit. Mm -hmm. And then, yeah, I don't know. I just, I feel like we've been on the same team with all that stuff, which has been big for us because in four years we've never, that has always been uh, sore spot in our marriage. Yeah. And there are still things that blow my mind. I'm not going to lie. Like when we, when we moved, when we moved into this home, I think it was obvious that we needed to improve some things right off the get, you know, we needed to get rid of some of the smells. You know, we needed to pull out that carpet and do something with that. There was, we needed to do a lot of cleaning and 
But the one thing that still blew my mind. definition of home improvement. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Needed a clean. Uh, but K- there was this fan in the living room. And Katie was like, well, we need to get rid of that fan and replace it. That was like the first thing you said. Yeah. When we moved every, in. A lot and of people who have seen that fan on Instagram and then come in our living room are like, you needed to replace that fan. Whatever. Like my that, mom, your dad, both of them were like, this makes a huge difference. It's a very focal point to the living room. It was it was like the most <laughs> unnoteworthy. You didn't even know it was there. That is so not true. It is true. Hey, Elisha's also not a detail guy. I wore like a five carat fake wedding ring for six weeks before he noticed I wasn't wearing my real wedding ring. Is that right? Yeah. Crazy. <laughs> it's just like huge, like <laughs> falling off my finger because I was pregnant and swollen. So I couldn't wear my other one. And he was just like where did you get that ring? And I was like, are you really just figuring that out? Or I have a pinky that's bent at a 90 degree angle. He held my hand and played with my pinky. And I don't know. You'd think he would know by the time we, we were married for like a year before he realized that my pinky does not go straight. (laughs) Okay. He's not a detail guy. The fan was hideous. No, that's a conspiracy that all those people said that they supported your idea because <laughs> I don't, that, that could have been there for years before we, we replaced it and it, nobody would have noticed. And oh you just had it set that you needed to replace that fan and you weren't going to be told otherwise. Yeah. So it didn't basically didn't add to Elisha's quality of life. But he didn't have to do anything about it. That was so crazy. I was highly out. impressed. Katie took down the old fan and replaced it, which that was kind of a big project. That was because all the kids are up when I was doing it. But yeah. anyways, uh, I think we kind of got, I got distracted there. Sorry. <laughs> okay. That was an awesome win. I'm going to, I'm going to share some more wins okay. from my past week. Okay. One win for me, or actually it's like multiple wins, but it's the same category. And that is really great conversations with my parents and Katie's parents here in our home. And that was something that Katie and I really wanted when we moved away from both of our parents because we lived close to Katie's family for the first four years of our marriage. And then for the last year, we've only been married for four years. Okay. So for the first three years. Yeah. Okay. So I guess our dating or for the four years, you know, including our dating and then three years of marriage, Mm -hmm. we were close to your family. And then for this last year, we lived in the same town as my family and we got to see them a whole bunch. And when we were moving away from both of them, it was like a fear, concern. We just didn't know how it was going to work relationally. But my hope was that people would visit or we'd visit other people and that would lend to there being more uninterrupted quality conversations. Mm-hmm. And I think we've already experienced that in like just a three-hour conversation we had with my parents that was so good. Yeah, you know? it's and, pretty. So we live six hours, right. six and a half hours away now from Elisha's family and mm-hmm. about six and a half hours away from my family. So it's kind of crazy that in our first two weeks in a new house, they were, well, Elisha's parents came over specifically to see us and my parents were on a mission. Yeah, they were traveling And they through. stopped to buy. And, but it was like so cool that in such a short amount of time, I guess we were able to host yeah and we were able to have great conversation with them and that was just such a big blessing for yeah. us yeah so that was a huge win for me and leanne and lucy they're oh. like on cloud nine that both sets of grandparents came the same week yeah. 
brought him presents and yeah it's so sweet because leon and lucy are both thrilled about our new house and they've got a backyard and a sandbox and we've got the trampoline set up and we can walk to a park and they love that but they definitely miss their grandma and grandpa and their cousins from yeah. from back in centralia leon he got it from his nap today and he sat next to me and he goes Mommy, I really liked our old trailer house. Oh, he said that? Yeah, I know I didn't tell you yet. And I was like, oh, I was like, I did too. I mean, that was kind of a lie, but. Yeah. (laughs) I was going to say, I hadn't heard that before. (laughs) I don't actually even know if I said that. (laughs) (laughs) But I don't know if I could bring myself to say that. And I was like, do you like our new house? And he goes, yeah, I like this new house too. Oh, good. And so that was good. Good. Okay, you want to say another one? No, I want. I did. I think it's your turn. Well, I think we share some of these wins. Okay, so, so should we talk about church? Oh, that yeah, was a huge win. Church. You can talk about that one then. Okay, thanks. Yeah, give me your wins to share. Yeah. I know I have a ton of wins, but I'm like blacking out right now. Okay, so church was awesome because one. It was the first time we've been to church in eight months yeah. due to Mr. COVID. It, I don't know if it was eight. I was think. I think it was like seven months. Okay, seven. seven months. Yeah, sorry, I, that was petty. I just went. I was I, the only reason I corrected you is because I actually did the math last night. Oh no, and, it and doesn't bother it me when you correct me. Okay, um, I'm I'm off a lot because it bothers it bothers me when you correct me. So, <laughs> oh, <laughs> I've already corrected you on this podcast for something <laughs> petty. Right? I forget what it was, but um, I remember thinking, I feel like such an old woman. Like, you know, like old married people nag each other when they tell stories and you're just like no one cares about that detail just keep moving yeah anyways so i did that i'm sorry i I don't even remember so so it obviously wasn't that big of a deal okay so that's good that's good that we're doing good with the corrections (laughs) but we haven't been to church in a long time we were really nervous on how it was going to go with our kids right uh sitting still Louis has kind of been a free ranger. He hasn't really been trained well because, I don't know, he was just kind of my comforting pet in the trailer. <laughs> and I gave him anything he wanted, and I just wanted his love. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just was like such a needy mom in the trailer, and I needed my baby to be there for me. Well, and also the last time we went to church prior to yesterday, he was young enough where he could like nurse the whole time Yeah, in that's church. true, too. That's true, too. So I didn't know how that was going to go. We've been really cracking down on, okay, buddy, you got to grow up a little bit here and obey. And you can't get everything you want. And so we had the kids practice quiet time a couple times Mm -hmm. before church. We still weren't sure how it was going to go. And, guys, they sat in an hour and a half service. And, yeah, I did bring, like, snacks and books and the whole garage. But they sat quiet it was a blessing and elisha and i were able to actually focus on the sermon the sermon was incredible yeah everybody keeps asking what this church was called online what what was the church called hayden bible church hayden bible church Nice. yeah and uh no it wasn't denominational i also get that question a lot (laughs) i've mentioned this church already on instagram so i thought i would just answer those questions because i'm not getting back to the dms yeah it was a non-denominational church we've got a list of churches that we're excited to visit here in north idaho and yes. this wasn't even the top of our list but the time just was the best for us yesterday the time morning was the top of our yeah, list we're the, like okay it's right after louis nap it's yeah. you know it fit pretty well but it ended up being a huge blessing 
I was so proud of our kids for sitting there and sitting still, being quiet. Louis did a great job sitting still. I loved their song selection. They had really theologically rich worship that everybody participated in in a really it seemed like wholehearted way. And then the sermon was just rich. It was just a really great church experience, and everybody was so kind. And it was like one of those churches where people stay for a long time afterwards, and everybody yeah, talks to that. everybody. All the just, visiting. Yeah. And there were a couple services, so we didn't get to see everybody. Yeah. But, man, I hate when there's multiple services, you guys, because I like to be confident that, like, when I show up at church, I can see the people I yes, want to see. Yes, I know. That has brought me anxiety. <laughs> Especially when you're like a child and or like a young boy and you've got a crush on somebody and you don't know if That's you're going to the true. right service. Oh, oh man. You go to all that work to get dressed up and then you show up and the other person came to the uh, different service. I know. Wow. What a waste. Man. Well, uh, we were clearly spiritual. Okay. So... <laughs> <laughs> and the nice thing is when I dress up for church now, I still... Kind of think of that, but Elisha's in the car with me, so it works out. He sees me every time I look good Yes, and every time I look bad. That's right. I see my crush at church every day. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) What's the next? uh, Uh, Well, I'm going to share one more thing, and then you can share another thing if you'd like. Oh, okay. Uh, Something that's been just so heartwarming to me since we've moved to this new house uh, Leon, Leon and Lucy are sleeping in separate rooms now. And this is kind of the, this is the first time that they've ever done that because they've always shared rooms or we've lived in the trailer and everybody shared a room in the trailer. Uh, but what I've been doing with Leon and Lucy really consistently, I'd say like 80% of the nights since we moved here is going and telling a story. So I go to Lucy's room and I lay in her bed and I tell her a story for like 10 or 15 minutes. And then I pray with her. And during that time, Leon gets to hang out with Katie, which he loves. And so it's like special time for Leon and Katie. And Leon's stoked about that. And a special time for Lucy and I, because I'm telling her a story and praying with her. And then I come and I get Leon. I put him in his bed and tell him a story and pray with him and go to bed. And it has been so, I don't know, just like heartwarming. Like it's one of these things where by the time I get done telling Leon his story and I pray with him and I kiss him and tell him good night and I shut his door, I have this like, I don't know, this impulse to like pinch myself and be like, is this really my life? Like I love my children so much and I love my wife so much and I get to put my kids to bed. They come out and see my lovely wife and sit with her and catch up with her. And it's just been a really, really sweet time with each it of the kids. It is precious to hear him tell their stories because Elisha, tells the stories with the kids in the stories yeah they're always the main character they're always the heroes and he uses the biggest words you guys elijah's stories are so unique (laughs) like so unique and he loves to tell stories you do don't you uh i guess so but i don't think they're that unique well you use really big words and you talk you don't talk conversationally you talk kind of like you're a narrator in a book or something. Hmm. And I, we, I've told you guys a story on numerous podcasts, but one of the quote unquote dates Elisha and I went on when we were first talking and I had to bring my two sisters along, which is stressful. And we walked on a single track hiking trail in a straight line, which is not great for conversation. Yeah, it was like Katie was in the front and then 
two of her sisters and I was in the back, I think. Yeah. Or maybe I was in the front, two sisters and I you were in the you back. I think you were in the front. Yeah. And yeah, anyways, it was awful. And Elisha was like, this is awkward. So he just started telling a story. Like, and I did not know him at this point. He was kind of awkward and we were definitely both awkward. And he's just telling the story and droning on and on and on. And I was just like stop monologuing like do you think how else are you supposed to tell a story no one asked you to tell a story well nobody was talking there was there was zero dialogue (laughs) you know how you get dialogue you ask a question you don't start monologuing you guys were giving these one word answers to any questions i was asking birds anyways so that was like my story experience and i still have ptsd from it because it went on for like two hours and i kept like joking to get him to stop and he wouldn't stop and i was like this guy is socially like clueless and so anytime he's tried to tell a story since then i'm just like i can't do this (laughs) (laughs) i'm sorry so it makes me so happy when I hear him telling these stories to the kids and the kids just are on cloud nine and it <laughs> makes Elisha's night and it's just the sweetest thing. Well, it's pretty easy to make Leon and Lucy happy because I make them the main character of the story and then by the end they're the hero somehow and I don't know. I mean, who yeah, doesn't maybe, like that? Maybe if you told me a story on that trip like you t- tell Lucy, like you say she's pretty and smart and clever and... <laughs> You did not tell me those things in the story you told me. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you let me tell you a story now, then I would say those things about you. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> now we're talking. <laughs> uh, okay, Katie, do you have any other wins? Well, okay, so you told me when we started this podcast that we you felt like we had a marriage win. Well, I did. I do feel like we have, have had a marriage win. Yeah, so, well, I feel that way too. So I guess I'll speak for myself here. Both of us, anytime we go into a transition of any kind, there's always going to be new challenges that you haven't really faced before. And it's also going to bring up old tendencies, Mm. I feel like. Yeah. And old habits or patterns of behavior. Yeah. And so I think Elisha and I were really nervous, even though we were stoked to be going into this kind of transition. We are transitioning up in life and in comfort. (laughs) But... It still, we knew it was going to bring some challenges. Yeah, transitions have always been the toughest seasons in our marriage. And we say that we've had so many transitions over four years. It's kind of crazy. So so apparently I've had a lot of tough times over <laughs> well, four years. No, <laughs> uh, I don't know. I, well, we have good times within the transitions. Right. But it brings up conflict, yeah. typically. Yeah, and transitions meaning, obviously, moving uh, or changing jobs or a new child or at, you know, uh, those, that's what I'm talking about. Those are kind of the big ones. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, we've had three kids in four years. We've moved four times in four years and you've had 47 jobs, 47 (laughs) jobs in in four four years. So yeah, we go in and out pretty quick transition, (laughs) but it's been so cool. I think what's made this transition different is honestly having the Lord at the forefront of this transition. It's mm-hmm. been the first transition where Elisha and I aren't trying to force mm-hmm. our own agendas on the other person. I feel like, yeah, I yeah. still have desires that I want. Obviously, sure. you know, all the project stuff or Elisha yeah. has things that he wants and maybe, I don't know what 
those specifically yeah. are. But I think it's just really cool how we came into this house really open-handed, really wanting what the Lord wanted. We were really unified in that. Mm-hmm. Do you feel that way? A hundred thousand percent. Um, I think that that has been probably the key factor as to why we've been able to maintain more unity in our marriage is that when we left the trailer and we moved here, we, I feel like the Lord had done such a work in our heart in the trailer so that even though we were thrilled about a new home and about being in a more comfortable place, our hearts really were fixed on the Lord and what he wanted for our lives and what he, yeah, just what he wanted. And because of that, it was really, we were united on that. Yeah, we really were. And that just set us up with a really good foundation. I feel like for our mindset in this transition and that I don't want to say it's with, been without its bumps because, I mean, it's only been two weeks. And within that time frame, I know I've done some things that have, you know, offended or hurt Elisha. But I think it Vice was... Vice versa. I yeah. say but, like it's not a big deal. <laughs> what I wanted to say was one thing in particular, it really blessed me how Elisha was able to bring it up quickly. Hmm. And just we were able to communicate through it Mm -hmm. and i feel like as things have come up i guess instead of bitterness and resentment building like they have in past transitions we've been able to keep really short accounts Mm -hmm. thus far in our transitions and that's just been a a really big blessing i absolutely agree and i that is a that was a huge win for me this past week is being able to communicate i feel like more in real time with you as we were rubbing maybe each other wrong and and it wasn't it wasn't a lot of things i think it was a couple of things and yeah it's well that's that's the whole nature of it is that things aren't big until they are big and so it just seems like a little a little friction but then a little friction over time adds up to a lot of bitterness and resentment exactly and that's what we were able to avoid over this last week which i think was a huge win and I, that's just an area that we've grown in, in general, in our marriage. And being able to experience that so firsthand this this week was a huge blessing to me. Yeah. So that was yeah. a big win. A huge win. All right. Bumps are going to come. Stresses are going to come. You yes. know, it's just how you handle them. Sometimes we handle them maturely. Sometimes we don't. And it's been pretty mature thus far. Yeah. From I your... say thus far because... Like, I keep saying that because I don't want to, like, jinx us. Not that I'm superstitious. Just a little stitious. <laughs> Do you guys know that's a joke? Okay. Do you have to explain it? No. <laughs> I think we'll uh, we'll call that good for today's episode. Loopy. All okay. right, folks. Thank you all so much for listening. Katie and I love doing this podcast. We love that you're along on this journey with us. And we would love yes. any feedback that you're willing to give via maybe reviews on iTunes or if you reach out to us on our Instagrams, Katie's now that I'm a mother and I'm now that I'm a father and Katie actually I need to do, I'm going to say one more thing. Katie also got her YouTube channel going again, which is pretty exciting. Yeah. So Katie's YouTube channel is now that I'm a mother on YouTube on Thursday, every Thursday she's got a video, one video a week at this point, Yeah, which is, it's a great video though. Okay. Thanks guys. We'll talk to you next week. Bye-bye. Bye.